DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman, joining us now on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit smartrain.net or call 877-346-3333. Nick, good morning. Good morning. Does it get much better than that, Nick? Uh, well, yes, that's tough, man. Any level of surprise to the the total annihilation? Because I got to admit, I expected you to win, but not like that. Um, yes, and no. I say I think our preparation throughout the week determined the outcome of the game, along with um, you know just the overall atmosphere and how we took advantage of it. Um. We knew we had the opportunity to do as we did, and um, everyone bought in 100%, and we did so. So I am curious on the uh, on the play of the game there. Are you standing up on the sideline and, and, and Covey whooshes by you and you get all the adrenaline and all that, or your big, tired offensive lineman beating on 300 people and you're sitting down on the bench and your teammates blocked you from the whole thing and you watched it on the scoreboard? Uh, no, I was, I was up. I was ready to go because we were about to go on the field and, you know, take a shot if we had to before half. We, we knew we wanted to score before the half again. Um, so, you know, when it happened, I was like, oh, my God, this can't be real. Cause <laughs> it was funny because I had, I had talked to Covey at about, like, 8 o'clock in the morning that day. And I was like, Covey, I feel like you're going to have an okay day on offense. He's like, oh, thanks. What's that supposed to mean? I was like, <laughs> For some reason, I have a feeling like you're going to get one today on special teams. Like, it's been a minute, and like, I don't know, I think you're going to get one today. He's like, all right, let's, let's do it. So then right after he scored, I was like, Covey, what I, what I tell you, bro? He's like, I know, I know. And it was, no, it was awesome. <laughs> Certainly was, yeah. Maybe the highlight play of the season. Is speaking oh, sure. of speaking of the season, we had heard earlier rumblings. Oh, Coach Whittingham, he's burned out, doesn't have enough energy. Blah blah blah. This may be his last year. And then he goes on on the field, does the interview with the the TV network. I said, this is the most fun he's had coaching. And, and you've been in the program for a number of years and experienced a lot of highs, a couple of lows. Have you noticed any difference with, with Coach Whittingham as far as what he's doing this year as opposed to other other years? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, you, you could tell definitely at the start of the year that, you know, he was tired as long as uh, it just arrives along with all of us. And I don't think it's from coaching. I think it's from all we have been through um, with Ty and Alo. And um, then, you know, he kind of regained that spark back in him. And um, I don't think he's ever been tired of coaching. I just, I just think he had a hard time, difficult time with uh, Ty and Alo because, you know, he, he's a, a player's coach, and he cares a lot. And, you know, it hit him where it shouldn't have hit him. And, um, you know, I think he struggled with that. Um, and that's more so off the field. That's not even on the field. But, uh, you know, when it came to, you know, at practice, even after that stuff happened in the weight room and, and meeting rooms, you know, he is, he's the same exact guy, same exact energy. And I'd say even more so. He's, he's having a lot of fun this year. So uh, we are curious, and, and since uh, you're going back and forth, Britain uh, on game days, maybe you heard after the game. So he goes into the end zone. The hands go above the head. Was he? Uh, was that a heart remembering the two teammates, or was that an O getting in Oregon's face? Mm, 
Say, say that again. He, he takes his, he scores, and he puts his hands over his head, and he puts his hands together. And he okay. might have been making a heart to remember the two teammates. He might have been making an O, just rubbing it into Oregon. Um, I think it was a heart. Um, I'm not sure what it was for. Maybe it was for Ty. Maybe it was for, um, you know, he's doing a lot of advocation for you know, suicide prevention. Um, it could be either or. And uh, I think that's more something that, you know, you got to ask Covey to find, find out, uh, you know, what, what his overall intention was on that. So you talk about how you had the great week of practice and the focus and all that, and you got a huge game coming up in two weeks, but you got Colorado this week. What are you going to do as you as a team leader making sure that the focus is at hand, worry about next week when it comes? Well, I mean, you said it yourself. We have a huge game in two weeks, and we have Colorado right now, and you know what I'm going to do to make sure we focus now, and that's that's basically it. Is you know that we understand that's in two weeks, and um, you know we got a game in Colorado this uh, Friday. It's going to be a lot of people's last time playing in that stadium, so we need to make sure that everyone gets out of there the right way. And you know we have an undefeated record at home. So Kyle always says, and he actually said it in the post game after Oregon, we got to send guys out the right way. He says it every year. We would be shocked if he didn't say it. We've heard him say it. But how much does that really resonate with the guys and how much do guys who are playing for the last time mention that with teammates about wanting to win their last game at Rice-Eccles? Uh, it means a lot. It's something you know, that we harp on and something that you know we've done for multiple years. And... Um, I think, you know, when you're new in the program, you kind of buy into it, you see it, and, you know, you love it, and you get out to the game, and you realize, like, yeah, like, I got to, you know, do this for the seniors. You you realize that throughout the week as when you're young. And I'd say that it takes more effect on people as you're just older throughout the program because you realize that is, it is, you know, in all seriousness what Coach Witt means because he's a player's coach and everything. And, I mean, yeah, like, that's like even an understanding of that because you know we had our team meeting and he was like I want a list from every single person on where they're going on Thanksgiving and what they're doing I don't want anyone to eat alone and you know I think that just goes to show you know how much he actually cares about you know how we feel and what kind of player we are and what kind of person we are it's more uh, it's more you know a caring factor than anything this is going to be your last game in Rice Eccles Stadium Oh, we will see. We will see. <laughs> You're so coy, Nick. <laughs> so, how satisfying was it, uh, given the way things went for the offensive line early in the year, and at times the way it went for the defensive line? Both BYU and Oregon State really pushed the D line around. How satisfying was it to have a game against a highly ranked team that you know can run the ball and? to win that battle decisively, both on the offensive and defensive side of the... Um, It's awesome, you know. Um, There's there's a lot of uh, mixed emotions people had about us. And, um, you know, we we understood that we were capable even when, you know, we hit that that wall um, way back when. We understood, you know, what we could do. And uh, we figured out how to do it. you know, we should have figured out way earlier how to do it, but game time scenario is very different. And, um, you know, we're just going to continue to improve because, you know, all the hate is not in the barn for sure. So we got to sit there and see, you know, how can we get 22% better? How can we improve on this and that? Because there's still mistakes. We're playing at a high level, but there's still, you know, 
small mistakes that people don't realize and we're always going to strive to be perfect and um I think the the best thing about this is a lot of uh, the guys, especially in our room, the O line room, um, realize that a lot of people, you know, I counted us out earlier in the year, and you know, we always talk about working in the dark and you know, staying within the room, and that's what we're going to continue to do. You know, we're not going to start looking out and seeing what people are saying and see, you know, if people like us, don't like us. It's always just going to be my brothers in that room, that fifteen, twenty guys, and. You know, ultimately the five to maybe six or seven that play. I've been involved in the foster care system for about a decade now, so I think I got a pretty good handle on what's going on. And you're going to be, you've been involved in it, and you've got something coming up to help out the system. Can you explain what it's all about and why you're doing it? Yeah, so I mean, um, everyone really knows about Sunday Supper. It happened a while ago, and um, it's a way to get athletes, you know, together and um, make sure that, you know, we're taking care of our community. I uh, started off, uh, I would say, kind of small, not really. Um, and it was me and then uh, Corner Canyon High School. And um, I, I cooked. They came over. They packed it. We all hung out. And, you know, we started handing it out to, um, you know, foster care families to show them we appreciate them and everything they do for the kids. And, you know, we understand that it's hard and sometimes they want to relax. So we cooked a meal for them. And um, so that was the first one. The second one, um, I had a couple of players want to join me, so I brought Solo, Solomon Enos along, and Corner Canyon was there again. And um, it was a little bit bigger, and we uh, went to a park, the Draper, I believe, and um, handed out some food. Uh, again, same stipulations. Um, and then, you know, we wound up playing a couple games with foster kids and whatnot. And uh, this was all... Well, the first one was prior to uh, playing the Cougs, and um, my guy Lorenzo, um, that's my guy. Um, we had been mutual friends. Um, we wore the same number. Uh, we went against each other, and, uh, you know, we've talked on and off the field, and, and he uh, saw everything I was doing, and come BYU game, uh, he came up to me pregame, we were talking, everyone in the stadium was looking at us like we were, you know, crazy as heck because like why are you guys talking right now so uh you know he, he loves what i do in the community and i said hey man like i appreciate it bro and it's, it's a community thing so are you trying to join like get your boys my boys going and you know make it something big make something last and it's like oh i'm game because you know he always want to work with foster care as well so we decided that you know our next one um we're gonna see you know who all wants to you know hop in and um, you know, make make something great happen. So uh, you know, we're gonna find a facility right now. Um, we're pretty sure we have a facility. We're still we're still looking. If anyone here is and is interested, um, but essentially, it's gonna be a ton of uh, Utah football players, and it's gonna be a ton of uh, BYU football players. And um, I talked to Coach Witt, and he's most likely going. And they're gonna talk to their head coach, and he's most likely going. And um, we're just all going to go down there, and it's going to be the same concept. We're going to go over to Cultivate Kitchen, cook a meal, so that way, you know, the foster parents don't have to cook, they don't have to worry, and also they get a great meal. The kids get a great meal. You know, it's just good food for good people, and um, we also, you know, are hoping for that facility. So now that way, with everyone being vaccinated and the masks and everything, that, you know, you're going to be able to hang out and see people, right? So you're going to be able to see um, you know, me or Lorenzo or 
Covey, Cam Rising, maybe um, you know a couple other BYU cats over there out in Tulsa, um, and um, you know just hang out, Coach Witt, their head coach, um, and um, that's that's mainly what it is, just bringing people together um, and realizing you know we may be rivals on the field, and a lot of a lot of uh, players know this, we may be rivals on the field, but there's a lot of people who are friends on each team and. Um, even are related and stuff like that. And I mean, even, you know, our two head coaches are friends, um, but it's different come to game day. And, um, you know, that aspect is awesome and we all get it. And we want to make sure that, you know, the community sees that aspect and we can get the community to do the same thing and realize, you know, there's a, there's a good rivalry out here for sure. But, you know, if Utah County and Salt Lake City County and the we all team up together. We could really, really, really do something special for the state and continue to do so. And that's when I came up with that idea of going purple for state because red utes and blue coos make up purple, which is the Utah Foster Care symbol. So, um, you know, that's what we plan on doing. And it's going to be December 12th. We have donation bots or people want to offer their time. Um, and, yeah, that's basically what it is, just making sure – good people get good food and they have a good experience get to hang out and we bring awareness of something you know that needs to be brought aware you talk about the uh some of the friendships uh on both sides of the rivalry here it probably wouldn't surprise you to know samson nakua was on the show earlier saying the byu plane erupted when uh when covey took the punt back because there's so many bonds between so many players on both teams, and Covey obviously went to Timview High, not you know, not far from the BYU campus. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that at all for sure. Um, like earlier, earlier in the season, and other times, you know, when I watch them play, I mean, I'd be going crazy for Samson. Like, especially like when we played on the field. That day, I was like, I had so many mixed emotions when he was catching that touchdown. I was like, man, I, I should go over there, smack you, but give you a hug. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that didn't surprise me at all. I mean, I know Covey has a bunch of great relationships down there. And uh, it's because Covey's a great guy. And, um, you know, that that's what that program is, too. That program, you know, although we're very, very big rivals, they're full of great people. It's 100%, no, no question about it. You cannot question their integrity. And I'm pretty sure they would say the same thing about us. And, um, you know, it just shows through football that, you know, football is big to life, but it's not everything. So we need to make sure that we keep those relationships going and build and help our communities. Well, Nick, we appreciate the time. Good luck with the event on the 12th. Good luck with the Buffs on Friday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Nick Ford, Utah offensive lineman. Join us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up, Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach. There was a lot of winning this weekend. College football, college basketball, the Jazz. But the Aggies, they had the painful loss. And we will talk with Blake about that and about bouncing back and still having a chance to win the Mountain West Conference title. Blake Anderson coming up next. Stay with us.